All right. So uh, this is about a year in the future. Okay. You're living your life. It's, uh, you know, similar to the the one you live now. Okay. Um, you're telling jokes. You have a gig. Um, you have a gig at a bar and grill. Yeah. Yeah. What am I doing there? Uh, you they're doing a comedy night. Um, it is uh, they've been doing it for about like a year or two. Pretty good. Well, you've never you've never been to it. Do uh, I know anybody who's done it? No, I have no expectations. You have not like you, I mean, a couple of your buds have done it. Yeah, and you've been and you've been like, hey, how, what's that show like? They they they, offer, they asked me to come do it. And they're like, yeah, it's fun. You'll have fun. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's called the. Um, It's called Olympus Bar and Grill. And what it is is everyone who works there dresses like a different Olympic god. Okay. So, like, you know, like the barbacks, like uh, Hercules. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Kevin Sorbo? Yeah. He looks just like Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> Good choice. To the point where, like, everyone who works there, as a joke, they all call him Kevins. Like, plural. Like, he's the second Kevin. Yeah. The second coming. The second coming of Kevin Sorbo? Yeah. Man. Sometimes he has like delusions that he actually is the second coming of Kevin Sorbo. Really? Though, yeah, even though Kevin Sorbo is still alive. Yeah. Why does he think that? Um, just mentally ill. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, so the people who work there, they 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 dress like these different. Uh, you know, there's like a Athena. You know what I mean? Uh huh. The um the bus boy is Hermes. You know. Yeah. He actually does fly though. What? Yeah. Um so if you're the uh the busboy there at Olympus Bar and Grill, uh you sometimes the people who work there actually gain the powers of actual Olympic gods. What the fuck? So the Hercules guy, uh the second coming of Kevin Sorbo, uh aka Kevin's, uh aka he calls himself Sorbro sometimes. <laughs> Sorbro does he lift a lot? Dude, this guy is fucking jacked. <laughs> Not bad, dude. Like it Gotta is be. Be and he's shirtless and like you like like you walk in, he takes your breath away. Really? You know what I mean, yeah, you're the, just for a second, and you're <laughs> he's like that jacked. Yeah. Fuck, man. Good for him. Yeah. <clears throat> he can like lift a car above his head when he goes to work. He's that strong. You know what I mean? And he's that way like all the time. No, just at work. Just at work. Yeah. Um. So you're like, all right, I'll, I'll go do the show. It's like they pay you like, you know, fifty bucks or whatever. You're gonna headline. Uh. 50 bucks the headline? Yeah. Where's it at? Is it in Austin? It's in Austin, yeah. It's okay. just like in just some random okay. place you've never been before. Some random. It's, it's on a street called. It's on a street called Desire. God damn it. Desire Road. God damn it. 666 Desire Road is where this place is located. <laughs> That's the address of the of the venue? Yeah. What's the venue called? Olympus Bar and Grill. Olympus Bar and Grill. Located, right. And then it says located at 666 Desire Road. Oh, God. Yeah. All right. On the corner of February and Regret. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, a, what a disturbing address. Yeah. You go there. Um, they're like, yeah, you can bring, you know, br- bring an opener. Th- th- then you'll headline. You bring Danny Goodwin. How's you? Just eat shit. God damn it, Danny. Yeah. And then. Pick it up. And then you go up. And 
you have, without a doubt, the best set of your fucking life. Man. And to the point, and like the crowd is going crazy. And you're looking around and you're like, holy shit, like this is insane. And, yeah. and, and you get off stage and you're like, this might be the best show in the country. And you talk to like, like the book. What's the show called? The, the name of the comedy show? Yeah. Uh, it's called um, Herculean Laughter. Oh, man. Ugh. And uh, the logo is that uh, Sorbro guy. Yeah, it's actually him. It's 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 the bartender, yeah, who yeah. thinks he's yeah the second coming of Kevin Sorbo. Uh, the guy it, it, lately his delusions have been actually getting a little like a little out of control. I mean, that's somebody should tell somebody. Somebody should find a medical professional. Yeah, you know, if there's if there's like a mentally ill man, like who can who can lift? He's he's the strongest mentally ill man. <laughs> that guy seems like could do like a lot of da- damage. You sure. Know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, m- most. Uh, yeah. Most schizophrenics aren't uh, aren't violence, but you, know, you kind of have an old fashioned view of this. So you're kind of like freaked out by it. But I think I would call somebody at some point. Yeah. Who would you call? I would probably call nine one one. Right. I mean, I don't know who else to call. <laughs> like after the show. You just call nine one one immediately. Okay, so no, I mean, I mean, if if I felt like my life was threatened, I'd probably call nine one one. No, your life doesn't feel threatened. This guy just thinks he's Hercules. But he, you're also insinuating that he is a mentally ill schizophrenic who thinks he's the seven coming of Kevin Sorbo, who possesses yeah. the strength of Hercules. Yeah, but only at work. But he's like having these weird delusions. Yeah, where he goes like, yeah, I, you know, I, I think they might bring the. The show back. You go, yeah, they probably have to call it the somewhat old Adventures of Hercules, though. <laughs> Laughs a little bit. <clears throat> so he thinks he's getting his own TV show. He just says stuff like that. It's it's hard to like it's hard for you to tell if like how much of it is like him like uh, actually believing it. How much of his genuine mental illness? How much of it is him just fucking with you? Like, who fuck knows? You don't know this guy. This guy's a real wild card. Yeah. Um. So you go over to the uh, the Booker, and you're like, "Holy shit!" You're like, "Like this show was electric." You're like, "This is like the best show I've ever done." And he goes, "Oh yeah, it's it's the best show in the country." He's like, "But we don't tell anyone. It's like a secret." That's insane. So he's like, "You can't tell anyone how good this show is." He's like, if, if they're like, oh, I, I, did you do that show? You're like, yeah, yeah, it's fun. You'll like it. That's all you can say. You're all sworn to secrecy and you're all now every time every headliner who who does this gig, it's like it's like they all become like part of a sworn brotherhood. Yeah. And so like you like and, no, then, and nobody breaks it. Yeah. And, like, and do, can we talk about it with each other with 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 each other? No, you're not allowed to talk about it to anyone. But, but what you're allowed to do is that if you want to, if you meet up and you see another Olympic brother, yeah, uh, you just kind of like nod at each other, and you're like, "We know, like, we we don't need to talk about it." It's almost like you feel like you were you're at like war with them, yeah, by your so, side, and we all feel that way. To like, it's clear, mm-hmm. and it never gets addressed. No, it's one of those things where it's like you know World War One veterans coming home, seeing each other, just sort of nodding at each other and being like. I, I I know what you went through, but we don't need to talk about it. I know it's on your mind. 
Olympic brother. Man, I feel like I'd, I feel like I'd want to talk about it so bad. You look down at your wrist. There's a small, almost imperceptible O. Like a brand or something? You, yeah, you've been branded. God, how the fuck did I get branded? I mean, I don't know. How does that guy fucking uh, lift a car above his head? These things just happen. Crazy things happen at the, Olymp- the Olympus damn. Bar and Grill, dude. So, Spontaneously branded. Yep. And you're, yeah. And, and you're, I didn't, I didn't feel it. It just now exists. Yeah. And, uh, the fuck? like Danny Goodman has no idea it was a good show. But basically, what happens is what they do is the opener always eats shit. Yeah. And they get kind of like mad and they leave. Yeah. And then, like, the headliner goes up and just finds out it's the best show in the country. That's insane. Yeah, it's it's a little odd. So you're. Um, I think I'd probably try to book it again. I probably ask the guy how how long. What's the turnaround on this? Fifteen years. Oh well, shit. So yeah, in fifteen years you can come back and and headline again. He goes, yeah, that'd be you know, be cool to see what what you're working on. You know. I don't think anybody. Uh, I don't think anybody would keep their mouth shut about that if it's a fifteen year turnaround time. Yeah. I mean, what's worse are going to happen? They're going to ban me from a show that I can't do for another. 14 years and 11 months, you know, Um, if you get the urge to talk about it with someone Uh um, like like you like you go to the bathroom and you're like, holy shit, what a crazy thing. And you're like, you know, fuck it. I can like this is really strange. Like, I got to talk to someone about this. There's no way I can keep this from everyone. Yeah. At at least, you know, I I could tell my girlfriend. I could tell a a good friend of mine, whatever. Like, I got to tell someone. Yeah. Yeah. You think that? Uh, you look up, and in the mirror is the most horrifying clown you've ever seen. Jesus Christ. It points at you. It then does the thing where it covers its mouth with one finger, like the shh yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And then it, like, does a throat th- slice. Does a throat slice on, on itself. God damn. And you're like, holy shit. And then, like, for a second, blood pours down your neck, almost as if you're throat has been what the fuck and then you kind of go what and you blink and shake your head it's gone the blood's gone the clown's gone so you kind of start to think to yourself i should probably just keep this to myself god damn it that would make me think i'm insane that would make me find a medical professional and say i'm having a terrifying vision yeah over and over again i i think i would have to talk to my therapist about it sure i'd have to okay that's terrifying because it's terrifying, and I think I, I would think that I would think something's broken in my brain. So you sit down with your therapist. Uh, you start to tell her about it, and uh, she just kind of gets this like, clear like, she has a calm exterior, but you can tell that like she's trying to like not freak out. And she goes, "Yeah, Aaron. We uh, okay. Well, we should probably just talk about something else." You look over. There's like a small mirror on the wall. Her eyes keep darting back to it. I look at that mirror. You don't see anything. But for a second, like as you look at the mirror, you see the corner of her eye. She kind of like touches her neck, almost as if she's surprised about something. I'd say, do you see it too? And she goes, well, uh, I'll see you next week. I, I, at that point, I lose my mind. I go, are you seeing it too? What the fuck is going on here? Why are we all being... You, you can't talk about the show, man. Why are we being haunted by this clown? Because you the can't... most terrifying clown we've ever seen. Yeah, it's horrifying, dude. One of the eyes is just slightly 
lazy enough that you notice. <laughs> yeah. So we're uh, dealing with a terrifying clown with a lazy eye. Yeah. What's the clown's name? Do I know it? <laughs> Dude, you feel like if you knew this clown's name, you would really go insane for real. Yeah. So, um, but other people are seeing it. Yeah, but it's it's. Yeah, you, know, you probably just yeah, you, know, you just look. You just, you can't talk about the show, dude. It's just, it is what it is. Like, just you know, it's just something you got to deal with. Life is rough, but I'm just telling you what happens. So you're driving home from the gig. That fucking sucks yeah. so hard. So you're driving home from the gig. God damn. It. And um, you're kind of like, wow, what a crazy show that was. Like, what a cool thing. Um, and uh, you hear like this. We- you're, it's like you're, you're 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 distracted. You're definitely distracted. Wow. Yeah. So you're not really paying attention. Yeah. Uh, you're kind of driving through like a wooded area of yeah. town, you know, and um, you kind of like glance to the side, and um, I don't know how else to explain this, but like in the middle of the woods, uh, you see uh, a howling void. You look directly into it, and oh, fuck. For a moment, you see a figure, a pale figure. On a blood red horse. Yeah. He's wearing a like a white suit, a pale white suit. His yeah. skin, it's the palest skin you've ever seen in your Translucent life. Translucent almost. Almost. And you think to yourself like powder. Yeah, it's a lot like powder. And you don't know how you know this. You just it's almost like you hear a voice in your head just say, you know, prepare yourself. For the coming of the pale rider. And you go like, well, that's strange. And so you don't notice that there's a banana peel on the uh, on the road. A single banana peel? Yeah. And uh, you don't notice it. A single banana peel, Pat. Yeah. Because, you, yeah, you were distracted by the vision of the, the coming of the pale rider. So uh, your car slips on the banana peel. Fuck you. God damn and it. And what's weird is that you, it's almost, you, you, like, you, you, you tell people this later and they look at you like you're nuts, but you swear it's true. You hear your car go, oh, no. So it uh, it crashes. Uh, you hit a tree. You're, like, knocked unconscious, right? Good. You're in a coma. Good. Keep me there. Yeah. You wake up um, rot. about a month later. You're, like, in the hospital and stuff. People Ugh. are like, holy shit. Aaron. You made it. Like, like, people are, you know, your friends and family are there. Yeah. While you're under, like... People were like, we're not sure what's going to happen with with Aaron, blah, blah, blah. You know, there's been like benefit shows and stuff like you're you're actually like we people raise a lot of money. Cool. That's very kind. Your medical. So your medical problems in terms of like the money. Yeah. Covered. It's covered. People got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Your job stepped up, you know, that's very kind people. Yeah. Someone donated a. uh to a raffle, uh, a $5 million gift card to the Darden Family Restaurant. What? Yeah. What? Yep. Someone uh, bought a $20 <laughs> ticket. They won They won that gift card. They're like, holy shit. So they're, they're set. Uh, Wait, I have a $5 million gift card? No. Someone, uh, as part of the fundraiser that, that, that we did, Yeah. Uh, like that was part of it. Like, oh, yeah, buy a 20, 20 bucks and it'll give you a chance to win, like, you know, you could win a free uh, dance lesson from this this dance studio. You win a what free dance studio. Um, a happy foot is a moving foot dance 
studio. <laughs> Happy Foot is a moving foot dance, dance studio. studio. Yeah. All right. Um, so you can win something to that. You can win uh, like a <laughs> like a, a free guitar lesson. Uh, Who's giving that out? Oh, that's by a local bluesman. Yeah. Yeah. What's his name? His name is Billy Blues. <laughs> Billy Blues, yeah. local bluesman, yeah. will give you a guitar lesson? A free guitar lesson. Damn. Yeah. Man, what's the value on that? What would that normally set me back? Oh, well, this guy, he's a local legend, but he's like a hermit. Like, he never comes out. Yeah. So, like, he's coming out of retirement and reclusiveness to do this. So, it's probably worth probably about $50,000. Holy shit. Guy, like, won it for 20 bucks. Man. Yeah. The guy uh, who won it, uh, Pete uh, Pinderstaff, he uh, (laughs) went to go... Pete Pinderstaff. Pete Pinderstaff. And he went to go, like... To get the lesson, and he was like, "I can't wait. It's gonna be amazing." Uh, <laughs> gets hit by a train <laughs> while he's driving. Oh, <laughs> never fuck. gets the lesson. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. He never gives the lesson. He doesn't like reward it to somebody else. No, a once in a lifetime chance. Holy shit. Yep. And a train blew it. Yeah. Pete a tra- Pinderstaff. R.I.P. Yeah. Sorry, bud. R.I.P. Yeah. So anyway, so you were you were in a coma and, and stuff, uh, and then the, of course there was the five million dollar gift card to Darden Family Restaurant. So those, there's some pretty cool stuff in there. Jesus Christ! Yep. <clears throat> so um, how you, much money was raised? Oh man, like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Holy shit! Yeah. Somebody won a five million dollar gift card in that thing, huh? Yep. God damn. The amount of money raised it was just enough to cover the medical expenses. Uh huh. And you had enough left over for a darn meal of your own. <laughs> All right, I had enough for my medical bills and a single darden meal. Yeah, yeah, like 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 thirty five bucks. It's like left over. That's insane. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, that's cool. And um, that's enough to go and like leave a tip too. All right, uh, you can do whatever you want, man. So you go, you go, do, you, so you uh, you get home. Yeah, you're like, oh man, this is crazy. Yeah, and um. You touch a, uh, you've been like trying to like uh, teach yourself guitar uh-huh. lately. Yeah. And you kind of like touch your hand, like you don't even realize you're touching it, kind of brush it up against it. And suddenly it's like you freeze the you guitar. Yeah. You freeze and you hear like a <sighs> sound effect and like your eyes turn white. And you find that after being in this coma for so long, you have a almost supernatural ability to write parody songs. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like you, the song I'm I'm Waiting for My Man by uh, Velvet Underground. Yeah. It becomes I'm Sitting on My Hand, and it's about <laughs> jacking off. Oh, God damn it. <sighs> this is Instead simultaneously of, uh, the most reason, the most plausible and yet the worst timeline instead of uh instead of twist and shout uh you write i have gout oh my god <laughs> but like it's like insane like like, like it's these really good though yeah like these songs pop into your head immediately yeah as soon as you touch the guitar your eyes turn white and uh, you kind of go into a trance and, yeah. and you write these uh i compose these parody songs yeah at will yeah it's crazy dude it's like uh yeah it is just like and they're good. Mm-hmm. All right. You you write a song, uh, "Achy Breaky Fart." Classic. Yeah. Uh, but somebody cracked the nut. Yeah. To make it different. 
instead of uh, another one bites the dust, you, yeah. it's a. Uh, I've got a nut to bust. A lot of it is about jacking oh, off. Oh man. Yeah, but oh, like people. Come on. Well, hey man, uh, I'm just telling you what happens. So people are like, uh, it becomes like a kind of like a viral sensation. Man, I, I might want to have kids someday. You know what I mean? I can't fucking do that. I can't have. What if I have children, and my kids discover? Yeah. What I did, and I gotta talk about a song called "I Want to Bust a Nut." Achy breaky fart. <laughs> yeah. How much is it gonna make me? What's it gonna do for Instead me? Instead of uh I can't get no satisfaction, it's oh. I won't wear no prophylactics. Oh no, yeah. no. It's just like I'm sending that message. How out? you just refuse to to, to, no, to work on him. Come man. on. And like you just you refuse. You're like this is a deal breaker. Like <laughs> no, that's not yeah, how it works. It's just a song. It's not how you actually live your yeah, life. Yeah, but it's I'm just gonna a silly be. Song. You know, kids are gonna listen to parody songs. Yeah, I'm putting a lot of weird shit out in the universe, and like ant an, an anti condom message. Yeah, is not one something I want to put out there. Yeah, it's like hey kids, no, don't no. ever put them on. No, yeah. I wouldn't fucking do that. I wouldn't morally. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> morally, I wouldn't do it. Instead of like a Rolling Stone, it's a uh, sex over the phone. Oh, gross. Yeah. But like you actually like you get like top notch session musicians to record this. So it Jesus. sounds fucking good. Like like these guys, they think it's ridiculous. Yeah, of course they do. <laughs> like they're they're a little annoyed that this is what of their life is. Of course they are. Rightfully. Like like at one point you, you go outside to, uh, to like uh, grab like a bottle of water and like they don't realize that you can that they can hear you. And this guy goes, I fucking playing you know guitar for 45 years played on uh you know seven grammy winning albums but yeah no this is what i do i play guitar for this fucking guy so like they're a little upset about it but i would at some point have a conversation yeah i don't want that tension in the studio bro that's what i'd say to him yeah say talk to me about it it sucks i agree it sucks it sucks (laughs) We're all doing shit we don't want to do. It sucks, but what am I supposed to do? That's what I'd say. What am I supposed to do? You can hear Achy Breaky Fart. You can hear all these songs. Yeah. You can, but you can't like respect the fact that at least they're good. I mean, yeah, they suck, but come on, man. He kind of like looks down on the ground for a second. He looks back up. His eyes are filled with tears. So I get he, it. He's 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 like, look, man, I'm sorry. He's like, I'm just, you know, separating from my wife, and that fucking sucks, man. Why like, haven't you told me already? He goes, I don't know. I just, just I don't like to bring that drama to 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 the workspace, you know. I get it. I understand. You guys, em- you, you guys embrace. You become like pretty good friends after that. Well, we're also friends, you know. Right. Like you can talk to us about this. Sure. This record isn't the same without you. Yeah. One hundred percent. And it's I'd, not. I'd hug him. Yeah. I'd let him know I loved him. And, and that his, I was there for him. His name is Antonio Breakfast. No. <laughs> Antonio Breakfast? Yeah. So, um, anyway, so you, like, release these songs and stuff, and, like, you, you make, like, funny videos for them yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so, of course. Uh, you, you do that, there's uh, one day you're just kind of hanging out, there's a knock on the door. I mean, how do they, how do, they do? 
Dude, they blow up. Really? They blow. Could the I fuck like tour up. and stuff with it? Um, you're thinking about it. Like, like you're looking into it. You're, you're, you're talking like you have like a, like a road manager and stuff. And then, I'm bringing Antonio breakfast on the road with me. Yeah, for sure. You guys, I want, I want that guy around. You guys have like an unshakable man bond. Like you actually gave him some advice that saved his marriage. Really? Yeah. What, what did I tell him? You look at him one day. He's had a few to drink. Okay. After the session, you guys are, uh, sitting on the roof of the studio. Yeah. Sometimes after you guys record music, you just sit on the roof of that studio. You look up at the stars. Yeah. Sometimes you don't talk for hours. Sometimes uh, the stars speak to you in a language you can't understand. God damn it. Pat. But you just go, all right, I don't, I don't really know what they're saying, so I'll just move on. Um, you, you, so he, he, so he goes, yeah. He goes, I don't know, man. I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can save my marriage. And you look him in the eye and you go, Antonio. What makes you such a great musician? And he goes, oh, I don't know. And you go, you do know. You listen. You listen to your bandmates. You listen to what they're playing. You fill in the blanks. He goes, all you have to do is listen. His eyes fill with tears. Your eyes fill with tears. And you just sit there and you watch uh, the stars as you... uh, Weep silently into the night. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and like he just starts listening to his wife, Cecilia. <laughs> Cecilia Breakfast? Cecilia Breakfast, yeah. Uh, and they, like, it saves his marriage. Fuck, you guys, dude. like, become friends and stuff. Man. So, anyway, so you're, you're looking to put him together a tour and stuff. And, yeah. Uh, so there's a knock on the door. Look through the people. Um, standing there is this guy. He's wearing like a black suit, you yeah. know, uh-huh. pretty normal looking dude, uh, except for the fact that he has a, a skull tattoo on his face and there is a red L over his heart. I'd say, can I help you? He goes, uh, yeah, I'm here to talk to Aaron Brooks. Got a, uh, income earning opportunity for you. Uh, I'd say now's probably not a good time. I'm terrified of this guy. I'm terrified of him. I hate to be that guy, but if a guy showed up at my door dressed in a suit like that with a skull tattoo over his face yeah. and like an ominous badge. There's a rainbow behind him. Oh, fuck. He knocks again. So, like, Mr. Brooks, just uh, this is just two minutes. You know, I'll, I'll leave immediately. I would. OK, because I'll, this, you know, I would open the door. Got this tattoo when I was young, thought it was cool. I would open the door. And goes, I, would, he, I would stand in the door. So he can help you? And he goes, you know what? I still think it's cool. More power to you. So he goes, man. yeah, sorry. Anyway, uh, he goes, uh, yeah, it's, uh, wow, you're, you, it seems like you're, uh, you're doing pretty well with this uh, parody song thing you got going on. Yeah. And he goes, uh, oh, sorry, I forgot to introduce myself. Victor Cross. And uh, puts his hand out. Do you shake his hand? I'd shake his hand. You shake his hand, and for a second, it's it's hard to explain. You look at him, and for a second, it's like he is still human, but he's also a rainbow at the same time. God, what? You don't know how they can uh, be in the same physical space. Yeah, they're not the same thing, Pat. At all. Yeah. So you release his hand. You're like, well, that was weird. You just push it out of your mind. He goes, uh, 
yeah, anyway. Uh, it's the weirdest thing that would have ever happened to me in my life. Right. You're kind of reeling from it. Uh, he goes, yeah, you know, I'm uh, sent over from uh, Lanolax Records. Oh, God. He goes, I we really want to help you out, man. Like, we, we want to um, sign you. Okay. You know, he goes, look, I know you're doing some pretty good numbers on YouTube with your videos and stuff, but uh, and you're kind of doing some local stuff, too. But uh, he goes, man, I really think that we can push you to the next level and beyond. What does that mean? He goes, I'm talking getting your album in stores, okay? Getting it in TV shows, movies, you know? Start having you play in some bigger venues, you know? Yeah. So this guy's like a manager. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He goes, goes, well, I mean, I won't be directly managing you. He's like, I'm just kind of sent as a representative of the Lanolax Corporation, subsidiary, Lanolax Records. Wouldn't that be the manager's job? He smiles. He goes, anyway, so basically uh, what will happen is um, got a contract here. Uh, we're going to give you a uh, $50,000 uh, advance okay. on uh, records yeah. sold. Um, and he goes, yeah, and then we can start setting up a, a tour, man. Uh, I'd have to have somebody look at a contract. Sure. I don't have a manager or anything. I don't have... Anything anybody to explain to me what this means? You uh, then you remember that at one point uh, Antonio Breakfast told you that he's like, look, if ever you know things start getting pretty big, he's like, you're gonna have a lot of people. I've been in this business a long time, you know, not to be that guy, but been in this business a long time. You're gonna have people, you know, try to take advantage of you, yeah, blah, yeah. blah blah. So he goes, if you ever need like someone to look over a contract or whatever, I I, I know a guy, yeah. great entertainment lawyer. Um, and, um, you know, he, we go back a ways. I saved yeah. his son's life. So he what? owes, yeah, he owes me. So how, oh, he, um, we were at the grand Canyon together. Yeah. And, uh, he was like running around the, the boy. Yeah. The boy. What was his name? Uh, his name was Dexter. Yeah. Yeah. Dexter Mantopoulos. Dexter Mantopoulos. Yeah. It comes to the Mantopoulos, uh, entertainment uh, Empire. Oh, okay. Manitopolis Entertainment. Fuck you. <laughs> what? Yeah, they're like... God damn. Dude, they are like like sharks, dude. Fuck, man. Nothing gets past these guys. Like, when they hand you a card, it says Manitopolis Entertainment. Fuck you. And then, like... That's there's aggressive. A, there's an arrow indicating them to turn it over. Yeah. And whenever you when, you... when they turn it over on the back of the business card, it says, bitch. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I don't like these guys. No, but like they, so they're assholes, but they're your assholes. You know what I mean? Like they are yeah. like a guy where like you look at them and you think, man, I'm glad this guy's on my side. You know what I mean? All right, they're really good at what they do. They're just bad people. Or they're, they're not gonna say they're they're just they're aggressive. Just aggressive. Like okay. every time he gets pulled over by a cop, like he yells at the cop so bad the cop just starts crying. Like oh, he's man. like yeah, well, like he's an intense guy. That's kind of cool. Yeah, like yeah. he is an intense guy, and so he's so. Uh, anyway, so he's like, yeah, you know, the, I got entertainment lawyer that you can, you know, thank you for the referral. Yeah. And so anyway, so Victor Cross is like, anyway, so yeah, by all means, take a look at this. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. I would probably find somebody who has a manager, a friend of mine, and I would tell them about this opportunity and I would say, I'm looking for help. And, uh, I was wondering if you would put me in touch with 
uh, your representative. Who do you talk to? Um, I don't know. I have to think about it. Just like, just like a like a, like a local person that you're yeah, 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 a friend of mine who's repped somewhere. Yeah, the Mentapolis stuff, like they're a little too intense. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. One time, uh, he shook. Uh, one time he met the Pope. Yeah, and uh, he like shook his hand like hard enough that the Pope like went like ah fuck. Like he's a pretty intense guy. Damn. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so you're like I'm kind of you're like you're kind of glad that you didn't go with him, just because. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I would want I would want some advice from somebody who has been in this position before. Sure. So uh, the the entertainment lawyer they end up going with, uh, they look it over and they're yeah. like, this look, yeah, this looks pretty legit. They're like, yeah, you're basically, um, and they explain everything, break everything down for you and yeah, stuff, yeah. and it's a totally legit thing. It's like, it's gonna set you up if you do well, uh, selling stuff like you're gonna make a lot of money. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there is like one weird clause. What's that? Uh, it's like it has to be. They're like, look, just so you know, it's going to be produced by our in-house producer and um, no one else. Like that's a deal breaker. If you want someone else to produce this, can't happen. They're like, what? we want our producer to. to, to what make. does that mean? Like, they're like, so. You're going to go in and record like a full length album. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to have a guy producing it for you. That makes sense. Yeah. They're like, but like, this is the guy who has to do it. Was he good? I mean, seems to be. I mean, why this guy? He, he's just like their in-house producer for Lanalax Records. So can I bring the band with me? Of course. He's like, he's like, look, I don't want to change that Aaron Brooks magic. Yeah. I mean that makes sense. I I feel like I'm, this is a first album for me. Uh, I would probably also just kind of hang tight. Sure. And I would probably I wouldn't sign it right away. I think I would ask around to my friends and try to get a hold of some, of a different person. Um, because like if it's happening once, hey, maybe this is good enough that other people will be interested in it too, and I might get a better deal down the line from somewhere else. Oh, so you try to like shop it around and stuff? Yeah. So you uh, start to like shop it around, and people are like, "They're like, yeah, this is this is all right." But and like they they do you you get some offers, but none of them are as good as. The so one that's like clearly the the thing that's going to set me up the best. Yeah. And I like, do I have like a good personal relationship with them? Yeah, I mean they're pretty hands off. It's yeah, just then... there's just that one guy, the producer, uh, and her name is. Elizabeth Morningstar. <sighs> and she basically is like... She's going to produce my album? Yeah. Okay. It's called... Uh, it's to the tune of uh, Mbop. Mm-hmm. It's called Pop Rocks. Jigga pop, pop, pop rocks. In cola, pop rocks. Get it on your face. Ooh, yeah. Like, that's like the... the that ti- sucks. That's the title track. That sucks so bad. I thought you said I was good at this. <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty good. I think it's kind of cool. No, Pat. It's a song about pop rocks, and it's it's a song about how like putting pop rocks in soda like it explodes everywhere and stuff like that. And yeah, really, it's a song about nostalgia. Really, it's a song about youth. You know what I mean? Uh, so God, that sucks. So you record uh, pop rocks with uh, Elizabeth Morningstar, and um, it's so bad. Yeah, and uh, it comes out, and it's like a hit. Oh, somehow. Yeah. In spite of itself. Yeah, it's a hit. And uh, you're like, oh, man, this rules. Like, things are, like, really yeah, 
working out. You're I'm doing uh, you're, well. You're making some money. You know. Okay. Living a little high on the hog. Sure. You know why not? You earned it. Yeah. You know, no one's gonna make you feel bad. I'm selling the fuck out. Hell yeah, dude. All right. And um, living the dream. Yeah, dude. Uh, and uh, you're about to embark on your world tour. World tour? Yeah. Oh man. You're starting off in Austin. You're going to like New York. You're going, you're going like everywhere, dude. Yeah. You're gonna like yeah hit up a bunch of places. And I got the band with me. You got the band with you. Antonio, Antonio Breakfast, Breakfast is with me, dude. And he's like, is he happy? He is really happy. His wife is actually coming on tour. Great. With him. I love it. Yeah. It fucking rules. I'm like pulling re- the. I'm pulling up the people who are with me. Yep. That's that's great. Yeah, man. Uh, so you're you're going on the uh the the, the pop rocks uh tour. Ugh, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh the, the the morning that you wake up for uh, the tour, uh, you turn on the news, and it turns out that everyone who listens to your music, uh, <laughs> their head explodes. God damn it, Pat. What the fuck? <laughs> you go, uh-oh. That's... <sighs> you get sued. Uh, it turned out that uh, Elizabeth Morningstar had put a, a subliminal message into the uh, into the music, and it caused the, all their <laughs> people's heads to explode. If they, if they listen to it on headphones, uh, it was like more bloody you know what i mean yeah it was like in a concentrated space yeah it was really uh insane so uh you get sued into oblivion uh you lose uh all your money i mean i would have like an llc you know sure uh but uh you're sued and uh you're found guilty i didn't do anything i just sang the fucking song why is it my fault because elizabeth morningstar is a terrible person and the family members of uh the people who fuck you music you uh, killed fuck with, you uh, they all beat you to death in I didn't the, do anything in the courtroom they stomp you out god damn it and I <laughs> fuck you i didn't do anything wrong <laughs> they bash your fucking i didn't do anything <laughs> didn't didn't the court didn't the case tell any of that didn't i have a chance to defend myself how the fuck did this happen isn't this America. The last thing you hear as you die is you hear the. Uh, you, you don't know where it's coming from, but you hear your, one of the songs that you wrote, one of your parody songs. Which one? It's to the hit. It's to the tune of "Hey Jude," but instead of "Hey Jude," it's "I pooed." Oh no! <laughs> and then you die. No. And you uh. think to yourself, the, your final thought you have is, "Well, at least I don't have to see that pale rider again." God damn it! And then you die. <laughs> Fuck you. 